imagine being out with your sweetie in your car one night. You've pulled into a secluded area in the woods, so you two can have what we'll call some quiet time, some alone time. As you enjoy the scenery and let some not-so-pure thoughts populate your imagination, you're shocked when a massive, slimy frogman slams on the hood of your car. It's the infamous Loveland Frogman, and he wants to be your prince. Dylan, missing, hidden, the podcast about bad things. Oh! my welcome 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 to killing missing hidden your favorite podcasts about bad things brought to you by your favorite real life criminal defense attorney who's also a certified cryptozoologist i mean how many lawyer cryptid experts do you know i'm guessing it's less than like seven So today on this special episode, we're tackling the Loveland Frogman, a cryptid that's been documented since at least the 1950s. This is one of those creatures that seems to want nothing to do with humankind. It takes a Bigfoot approach. It just wants to chill in the swampy woodlands that it loves to frequent without us humans getting involved. Yet, we are intrepid podcast explorers, and we will not leave this creature in peace. Listen on to learn about the bizarre tales of amphibian kind. Frogs are amphibians, right? But let me look that up. Yep, yep, yep. So are toads and salamanders. How about that? We got something right. Okay, all right. No more delay. On to the story! The Loveland Frogman. I'm sure just the sound of its name is enough to send chills down your spine, right? No? Really? You've never heard of it? Huh. Well, okay, let's, uh, let's just start from the beginning then, okay? The Loveland Frogman, or just the Frogman, is a legendary cryptid first reported in Loveland, Ohio, a town in southwest Ohio. It seems as though the first reported sighting of this creature occurred in May of 1955 by a self-described businessman named Robert Honeycutt. He... I say self-described because he was actually more of a short order cook, according to police reports. And so his story is he claims he was traveling late one night when he saw spotted something odd around 3.30 in the morning, just off the road. Well, he spotted some odd things. Three strange beings that stood between three to four feet tall, roughly... 0.9 to 1.2 meters. And they had gray, leathery skin with these webbed hands. Robert said the creatures had this distinctive frog-like head. 
with wrinkles covering their bald scalps. Their chests were deformed, and their arms were of different lengths. They were standing on the edge of the Miami River, and they were kind of sort of arranged in a triangle. It struck Robert that they were in the middle of some sort of ritual or ceremony. He said that they had this unusual smell of fresh-cut alfalfa with a trace of almonds. I suppose something only a short-order cook could come up with or identify. Now, as Robert stood there, in awe of these creatures, the apparent alpha of the group pulled out this strange metal stick or a wand, for lack of a better term. He held this device high above its head, and when he did so, sparks began to shoot out, which caused Mr. Honeycutt to jump back in his vehicle and get the heck out of Dodge. So he drives straight to the local police chief's home, arriving around 4 a.m., which I'm sure the chief loved. Now, the chief said Robert looked pale as a ghost when he arrived. And he knew Robert. And he knew he was scared. But he also kind of noticed the smell of alcohol about him. The chief told Mr. Honeycutt, look, you go on home. I'll go check out the area for myself. So the chief goes out there at four in the morning. God bless this man, and found nothing. He poked around. There's no evidence of giant frogs. Uh, although it's not reported, I'm assuming there's no evidence of normal-sized frogs. But the chief did say, you know, the entire time I was out there, it felt really creepy. I felt real uneasy. This happened to coincide with a day in which the police chief had received reports of a UFO in the area earlier in the evening. So this cryptid story, when it reached the media, got off the ground as an alien story. Because it was an alien story and because it's the 1950s, Mr. Honeycutt received a visit from the FBI. And they kind of helped him nail down his story. I, I'm not suggesting that they coerced him anyway or anything like that. I don't have any evidence of that. But everything I read said, you know, they these two agents sat down with Mr. Honeycutt and went through the story multiple times to try to get all the details right. In fact, Robert said he wasn't much of an artist. I guess one of the FBI agents kind of fancied himself as one, so they drew a sketch of the creature. And, oh boy, is it bad. Like, especially bad. Ha have you, like, two decades ago, there was this big row because people down in Mobile, Alabama, claimed to see a leprechaun. And one of the most memorable things about this event was the sketch that was offered of the leprechaun. It was middle school quality. 
that's what we've got here from the FBI, only arguably worse. Um, if you've watched South Park, think of a Terrence or Phillip head stuck on top of a Hanna-Barbera cartoon caveman body from the 1950s, but with this bulging, deformed chest. So it's kind of like a pregnant chest on a caveman's body with a simple round head and a mouth that splits the head in two. Honestly, that, that's about as precise as I can be describing this, this drawing. I'll post a picture for you. It's epic. It deserves to be on t-shirts everywhere. Now, that happens in 1955, Big Hubble Blue, and then nothing. Until the frogmen jump back on the scene in the spring of 1972, and this encounter involved a police officer. It also took place in Loveland and also occurred near the Miami River. Officer Ray Shockey was on patrol around 1 a.m., when some strange creature darted in front of his vehicle. Uh, it was such a close call that he had to slam on his brakes and swerve off the road to avoid hitting the creature. He instinctively jumped out of his car with his flashlight and his hand on his weapon to scan the woods, and he says he caught sight of a frog crouching in the shadows. He estimated that the creature was roughly three and a half feet tall or about one meter. And he was scared, like he was frozen by the side of this creature. And all he could do is he watched it like kind of awkwardly climb over a guardrail and then swim away in the river. For what it's worth, another officer kind of went behind Officer Shockley and at the scene, confirmed he did find unusual-looking scratch marks on the guardrail. Not two weeks later did another Loveland police officer report seeing the same creature, except this dude actually shot the frogman. His name was Officer Ma Mark Matthews. And he claims he saw a large, unidentifiable creature lurking in the shadows of the woods late one night. Now, Officer Matthews apparently was born a man of action because he jumped out of his car, guns a-blazing. He claims he managed to shoot the creature square between the eyes. And when he came up upon the body of this critter, he put another bullet in its head just to be certain it was dead. He then picked up the body, the remains, and put it in his trunk to take it back to the police station. Now, Officer Shockey heard about this, and he made haste to return back to the station so he could see Officer Matthews kill. He wanted to confirm it was the same creature that he had seen. Now, this is normally where the story ends. But there's some information that can be found if you dig long enough. 
what Officer Matthews actually shot was an iguana. A big old iguana, but an iguana nonetheless. It was about three and a half feet long, and it was missing his tail. So it did have this very unusual look to it. If you go on Google and you look up a picture of an iguana with no tail, it looks weird. Not gray, leathery space creatures with magic wands weird, but still, still strange. I do want to note the initial reports and interviews leaned into this being a frogman. So the media and all that said the frogman was shot, frogman was killed. Well, a few decades later is when the iguana version of the story came out. And Officer Shockey kind of is bitter about this whole event because he claims he never told anyone that he saw a frogman. He just described it as a creature. And when he saw the iguana, he said, yep, that was what I saw. That was it. Okay, so the last known sighting of this creature was in August of 2016. A man by the name of Sam Jacobs was playing the phenomenon known as, can you guess, can you guess, can you guess? Pokemon Go. This was near the banks of Lake Isabella. He was playing near sunset or wandering around near sunset. I guess that's playing that game. When something caught his eye, he saw some strange creature that looked like a man standing up in the lake with bright eyes. He said, admittedly, I didn't stick around long, but I thought it was a frog, like a huge frog. He did manage to snap a picture of it with his phone since he had it out playing Pokemon Go. And it's an odd picture. Honestly, I look at it and I see a dude in a wetsuit holding two flashlights on top of his eyes. That's that's what, you know, maybe I'm too much of a skeptic. So, But, you know, when Jacob said that the creature had bright eyes, he apparently meant eyes that could produce light. Now, Jacobs, of course, was questioned by the media extensively about the picture and he claimed on his grandmother's grave he was telling the truth. Which, in the South, that's good enough for me. And yet, it turned out to be a hoax. It turned out he swore on his grandmother's grave and he lied. I mean, we take that pretty seriously down here. I don't know about in Ohio, but if you're going to swear on a loved one's grave, uh, you know, that that's a pretty serious statement. So I don't have much use for this Jacobs guy. While the reports of the frogmen have been a little sparse and there's been some time elapsed between each one, the community has adopted this legendary creature as a bit of a mascot. In fact, the town went so far 
as to produce a musical entitled Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. Apparently, the plot of the story involves the protagonist's grandfather being kidnapped by this legendary creature. And the protagonist, along with his girlfriend and his fellow bluegrass band members, decide to go after Grandpa. They have to dodge moonshiners and other and other other obstacles before saving and rescuing old Pawpaw. The musical received nice reviews. Uh, there's a website, too, I found that claimed the classic video game Frogger was partially inspired by the Frogman. And, you know, in fairness, Frogger is as big as the vehicles he's trying to avoid. There's also a video game in development right now by the name of Loveland, which is set about solving the Frogman mystery, and it appears to involve cults and dark magic, and there are frogs everywhere from the trailer that I saw. And that's about all the information I could find about this creature. <laughs> if you dig into it, you find that what you run into is mostly advertisements for Frogman t-shirts, Refrigerator magnets and other knickknacks like that. But there's also lots of really great artistic renderings of this creature. Uh, my favorite being a picture of a real frog enlarged and placed next to a human male and then kind of crudely rotated to make it look like it's standing on its back toes. That This looks like it was something done in the 80s before we had Photoshop. It's... It's impressive. Some might even say shocking. So what do we think? Is this one real? I don't think I could put this one in the cryptid candy bar. Giving every benefit of the doubt I can. Maybe we can be talked into considering it an alien. Or maybe it's just a super rare Pokemon. I really couldn't even find good stories about it on any websites like Reddit or other locations where inevitably you can find somebody that's had a run-in with some creature. But nope, not the Frogman. These stories I presented are the only ones that that I seem to be able to say see. I don't, you know, I, I had high hopes for this one, especially when I found the police records, but it really let me down. It's 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 like the time I bought this book on Amazon about disappointment, and when it arrived, it was just nothing but blank pages. Uh, all right, so that's it. So we're going to do the palate cleanser. Naturally, we have to try to keep a theme as per Mr. Eli's mandates. So here we go. What beverage do frogs love to drink? What beverage do frogs just really, really enjoy? Croca-Cola. Croca-Cola. Bam! Best parts of the episode right there. Well, second best, actually. That FBI agent's drawing is the best, but I haven't figured out how to share that with you over the airwaves. But when you see it, 
when you see it, trust me, you're going to look at that and say, that is a dang fine drawing. You are right, Brad. All right, I hope you enjoyed this one. I know it's on the short side, but there's only so much information about the Frogmen. And now you kind of know everything there is to know about the Frogmen. So if you want a certificate or something you can add to your resume, I, I got you, okay? I got you. Just hit me up. I will make you a certificate as a lawyer crypto, cryptozoologist. I mean, how much more prestigious can that get? Anyway, I hope y'all have a truly awesome day ahead, and I hope you become even more popular than the Frogmen. Uh, as always, truly support y'all for being loyal listeners, all the amazing ways you support us. You're great. You're wonderful. You are the Frogmen of my eye. But with that, we will drop Anchor in port here and say, Brad out. You survived another episode of Killing Missing Hidden, the podcast about bad things. Join us next time for another true and thrilling story.